anyways, crazy. you bought these at Pottery Barn. And they were super cheap. <laughs> Did you see how delicately he held them? He went, anyways. I love these. And uh, I bought them at like a time where the career that I was working was really difficult and really stressful. So yeah. then like buying these was like. Mm. You know, I don't know how to describe it, but it was like such a good moment. Right. Right. It's like retail therapy. I bought four of these for, I think, $16. Wow. At nice. Pottery Barn. Pottery At Barn's pottery not cheap. Barn. Not cheap. Four glasses. That's impressive. She hates Pottery Barn. <laughs> Is that friends or SpongeBob? Ross, I didn't know which one. Your sheets at a <laughs> at a flea market. Got loose in the purse straps. <laughs> <laughs> the episode Crichton. Okay, what? Rachel's obsessed with Pottery Barn, and yeah. oh, I think I remember. She wants that. to furnish Phoebe's apartment with Pottery Barn stuff, and everyone's like, "You can't do that. Phoebe hates Pottery Barn." Oh, really? <laughs> so she starts lying to Phoebe that all the stuff came from a flea market. Yes, it's not, and it's not Pottery Barn. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. An apothecary table from the days of yore. <laughs> yeah. But then Ross is also obsessed with Pottery Barn. So he comes and like notices all these things and him and Rachel are buying like the ultimately the same furniture. Yeah. So it's really funny how Rachel has to kind of like spin things. Yeah. Yeah. They to... have to cover Ross's coffee table that's the same as hers in a sheet. Yes. <laughs> I love every time I go to the mall. I always hit Pottery Barn, and I think it's William Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Is it William and Sonoma? William Sonoma. William Sonoma. William yeah, Sonoma. I love that store yes. so much. Never shopped it either. I don't have what funds for that? I mean, I've like oh. window shopped at both, oh, but like I, never purchased anything. But okay, see, that's yeah. me. I'm a huge window shopper. Yeah, yeah. I walk through and I buy yes. like a five dollar spatula yes. on sale. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, I love that. I love those stores so much. Yeah, their clearance yeah. section is like a little tiny shelf in the back yeah. corner. Yep. And you always feel ashamed back there. Yeah, but yeah. also the deals. Mm. Uh, yeah. They always ask me, like, oh, do you need help anything? Yes, finding the clearance section, please. Uh, yes. Where can I find the discounted merchandise? Point me <laughs> to the discounted section, please. I should put that on a shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went to, did you guys hear that Pier 1 Imports out of business? Yes. yes. Out of business. So yeah, I went there before they closed their doors and <laughs> all their stuff was like 40 to 80% off. Mm. I went crazy in there. I love a bargain. I yeah. went there way too late when I mm. found yeah. out. That oh, yeah. um, piece of art in my bedroom that you love, Pottery Barn. Really? 40% off. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wait, amazing. Pottery Barn? Or, no, sorry, Pier 1. Uh, pier 1. Oh. Pier 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, yeah, still can't afford Pottery Barn. So, mm. maybe someday. Dreams. Mm-hmm. Please donate if anyone, to yeah, if anyone my to... OnlyFans <laughs> so I can go to Pottery Barn. <laughs> Buy Kelsey's feet pics. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, if anyone wants to just send us gift cards to Pottery, <gasps> so Pottery Barn. Barn. Right. That we would, would accept those. Really... Yes. We'll even tell people that we got it at a flea market, but I'll make you feel better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Oriental Birdcage Large. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bargains and stuff, I, uh, for some reason in my younger days, used to like not really be into goodwill and value village and things like that oh i love thrift shopping i've had my tv stand here bought it like ten dollars at goodwill Mm -hmm. yeah and i've had it since college yes i'm not buying another underrated well all thrift shopping severely Mm -hmm. underrated ten dollars i think i spent for that Mm, and i've had it for years you know that retailed for probably a hundred dollars if not more yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. in its day well shall we introduce this thing yeah welcome to strange like me everyone welcome everyone hello you're here on episode 29 this week <gasps> wow oh, we're big so, two nine we're so old we're almost wow. ready for our dirty 30 yeah <laughs> we should do something fun we're for our dirty celebrate 30. Yeah. we should uh, let's not give the listeners any hints no yeah. about this Nothing. offline do something fun. yes okay. all right well everyone get amped up for our dirty 30 <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is yeah. whatever we're doing i'll bring your cake Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe how wild, how wild can you get quarantine, maybe though? bungee jumping i don't know Ooh. <laughs> i don't know do they have bungee jumping these days i feel like that's probably pretty covid friendly right I right i mean know. it's just socially distancing like when <laughs> you're you can't get more social yeah. distance than that truly <laughs> jumping off a bridge <laughs> yeah. bungeeing down yeah. 
Uh, <clears throat> well, you are hosted this week by Kelsey Pfeiffer. Right and right. And I am Michelle. Michelle, hi. Mm-hmm. Michelle Branch, Obama. Well, Michelle is the um, Quan. feminine form of um, Mitchell, I mm. feel, which is a name that, you know, a strong male name. It is. Too bad I don't know any strong men yeah. by that name, but. Too bad. Too if bad. only we did know someone. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. right. Well, anyways, I'm glad you're embodying that name either way. Yes. <laughs> Someone's got to do I it. I had a roommate named Michelle once. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yes. <laughs> Just a random. <laughs> Let's all talk oh about my God, the I have famous a story. Michelles in our lives. I have a story about her, by the way. Okay. Oh, I shouldn't maybe say this. Why? Okay, because, well, her, her parents don't know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, okay, that sounds bad. Anyways. <laughs> first of all, I have to say, I hate, wait, wait, do we have time for a story? Yeah, we have time for a story. I hate snakes. Yeah. Don't bring a snake. Mm. You know, over to me. I don't yeah. want to see it. If you have a pet snake, oh my God. Mm-hmm. You're not down mm-hmm. with the danger noodles? What? They're called danger noodles? Yeah. Some refer to them as such, yeah. Oh my God, who does that? I don't know. I mean, I she just did so. Right? Long yeah. person, at least. story short, <laughs> uh, Michelle and I lived in uh, the same hometown. Uh, we went to college together, whatever. But on our, like I was over at her house the like the day we were driving over a car pulling back to the school that mm. we went to. Mm-hmm. And then um, she came and grabbed me. Like her parents were there, her brother. Um, we are having breakfast in the morning because it was like early in the morning when we were going to drive over. And she came and grabbed me. <gasps> and like we were like all eating breakfast. I was like, what? what? You know, so we went over to her room. She said, okay, I can't believe I have to tell you this. But I have a pet snake. I've been hiding it from you. And it's lost in my room. We need to get it. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, what? And her parents hated snakes. I hated snakes. I was like, you're kidding me right now. I said, she was like, I'm so sorry. I just like, I need you to help me find the snake oh, in my room. No. I was like, oh my God. You've been li- hiding this from me. Lying Because she would like joke around, like tell me, um, like, send me a picture of a screenshot. Like, she's buying a snake from someone or whatever. I don't even know. Oh, like a pet so she was just testing the water. Yeah. To see if you'd be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no. Apparently, she had an Instagram for this <gasps> snake and everything. Oh, Dreams. God. And she, anyways, we found the snake in her room. Ooh. Like, I don't know where it was, but we found it. I can't, I couldn't believe. And then I was the one driving back to school. Uh-huh. And I was like, there's a snake in my car right now. It was like in its cage. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe there's a snake in my car right now. It was so fun. Looking back, it's such a funny thing. Oh, I can happened. appreciate snakes, but it takes a different level of human being to keep a snake as a pet. Yeah. Because A, they escape all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B, you have to feed them another really cute pet, and I can't do that. Yes. So, yeah. This was like know. a small snake, so it ate like. But they insects. eat those- like crickets. Yeah, crickets. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. This one oh. ate like. Small yeah, like the smaller ones. Small it's just the big ones that eat the. Well, yeah. I can do a tiny snake. That's the only thing keeping no, me from can't. getting a snake, to be honest, is I can't feed it mice because I love mice. They're so cute. Uh, yes, yeah. they are so cute. Anyway, so I'm going to go look into snakes. Can you give me Michelle's number? <laughs> I yeah, know. I'll give it to you right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know what kind of snake is... eats uh, bugs because I can handle that. Yeah. My friend my... Ellie has a ball python, so of course they eat oh like live God. rodents. Yes. And um, I know most recently she got it, a feeder mouse, put it in the cage, obviously, to feed the snake. Mm-hmm. And the snake decided that this is my new friend and refused to eat mouse. So now she has a pet. <laughs> I think it's a rat, actually, but has a pet rat because the snake just nice. refused to eat it. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, this is my buddy. Yeah, I don't want to eat The only him. pets good. I will have are a dog and maybe a goldfish. Mm. You know, like that's okay. Mm. That's, that's, that's only my well, opinion. Enjoy that's your me. boring existence. Thank just you. Kidding. Yeah, you know, I really don't have problems with snakes and I really don't have problems with like rats or mice. Um, my issue is whenever they have like hands. Yeah. So I can't deal with like the, uh, I know we know somebody who has like the little bearded dragons uh-huh. and yeah. I can't deal with it. They got fingers. Right. I, and it, what's weird is that like mice and rats have fingers, but their little fingers don't bother me. Hmm. Oh. Okay. You had a problem with my ferret's hands. So I, you didn't like him. I, oh my God. I he had very had cute hands. He yeah. would like grab, he could like grab his cage <laughs> yeah. bars and be like, let me out of here. He's so cute. <laughs> let me out. He was you. so cute. Out. Oh my God. That was the coolest pet I've ever I had. I would not hold him. Oh my god, he was so fun. Yeah. I don't know if I ever met your your ferret. He literally was like 
Like I would equate it to, you know, when kittens are really young and they're like super bouncy. That's mm-hmm. literally what the ferret was like forever. He was just always just bouncy and curious. And you could put like a toilet paper tube on the ground and he would like freak out and get so excited. <laughs> like, oh, so much fun. <laughs> um, anyways, okay. Oh, pets do, are fun. I, I do was... <laughs> recall once upon a time you put like rice in a bowl for him or something. I right? did, yeah. Because, well, he loved to like dig. He loved different like textures. Right. And so, yeah, once I made him like a, a sand pit, if you will, out right. of rice. And I mean, that was a mistake because I did it in my bedroom and there was <laughs> rice <just> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. He was also best friends with my dog. Like, he and my dog would play. Oh, my God. I'm going to go get another ferret. And a snake right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Pause the podcast, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Just don't let them, like, live near each other. Yeah, no, probably not. Depending on the size of your snake. It depends what snake I get. Oh, right. <laughs> little gardener snakes, a, though. They're cute. S- they are cute. They're sweet. I'm not coming over to get a snake. Oh, come on. <laughs> just a little guy. He just wants to eat bugs. Yeah, just crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to name it Creighton. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog's name. That's my kid's name and my dog's name. You can't Junior. name everything Crichton. Everything will be named Crichton. The name will live on. He's going to have Crichton Jr. Jr. <laughs> well, mine's going to be Crichton Sr., the snake. That- <laughs> His royal highness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Okay, anyways, back to true crime. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyways, do we introduce? Oh, yeah, we introduced yes. ourselves and then yeah. we, I got this on the This is how we got shit. off of the oh, right. Yeah, Michelle, had Michelle Branch distracted us. I, I swear my girlfriend is probably listening to this right now and saying, get to the story. Not- get to the point. <laughs> okay, skippers, you can rejoin us now. We're going to start talking about true crime now. All yes. right, here we go. <laughs> wait, should we get some uh, alcohol flowing? Yeah, let's, let's get, get some alcohol what flowing. Is okay, this? What wait, is this? What are we today? Point the top of that thing, though, away from me because you recall You know how I feel about corks and not pointing about you. <laughs> All right. This week we're drinking, uh, it's Sierra Nevada. Uh, it's called Trip in the Woods and it's part of their barrel aged series. Um, so this particular ale was aged in bourbon barrels. Mm, so I have a special contact at a, can you relax? I'm not even there yet. I don't trust you. But I see your little fingers. <laughs> about to open the bottle. My little ferret hands. Um, Ew. I have a special contact at a store near my house that they always like special order beers because they're always trying to have like a good rotation of new seasonal beers in their store. Anyways, they special ordered this for me. Well, oh. I don't know if it was for me specifically, but every time I go and they're like, we got that new beer in stock for you, but they probably just did it for everyone else. Yeah. All right. Anyways. You it was don't get special spe- treatment. Yeah, I know. But I like to feel special. So this was specially recommended to me, so I'm excited to share with you all. And here we go. Oh, it's a dark beer. Yeah. Ooh. Looks really good. Bourbon bears. I love a good bourbon. Yeah, right? You know. I feel like I've never had a beer that was aged in like a... A bourbon or a whiskey barrel. So I'm yeah. excited for this. Ooh, right. it has a does have a smell to it. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Ooh, it has a bourbony it smell to it. Smells like bourbon. A little oaky. Okay, ready? All right. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this is. G- Michelle is, hates it, but Crichton and I are thriving. That is, that's smooth. It's almost, what is, the, what am I tasting like? Well, I mean, I'm definitely feeling that bourbon. Ooh, like, bourbon. I'm getting that bourbon It, it reminds me of like a stout. It's a, a little, a little bit. It yeah. reminds me like chocolate. Yeah. I'm definitely getting, getting the chocolate notes. Yeah. I think, mm, I'll have to read, but I'm pretty sure that there are chocolate notes in here somewhere. Chocolate. It has but that aftertaste. I'm getting aftertaste. like that oaky wood too. All the wood. Oaky. And chocolate aftertaste oh, is delicious. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. Raisins, burnt sugar, dark fruit, distinct oak and vanilla. Mm. Um, yeah. And very malty. Of course, the malt. I'm definitely getting the malt. This is a really cool yes. bottle, too. So it's a, what is, it's a beer, but it like it's a beer. popped um, off that cork like a champagne cork. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's good. Whatever that's it is. smooth. It's, I'm getting so much like. Warm chocolate, mm-hmm. a dark chocolate, oh. woodsy. Oh, that's good. This is good. I like this a lot. Mm. That's a really cool bottle. Oh, what's the alcohol content? Let's oh, well, like. let's find out. Twelve point one percent, and the fluid ounce. 
Mm-hmm. It's one pint or 9.4 fluid ounces. Mm. Oh, wow. This is I'm really a big good. fan. This is good. This is worth it. I'm sorry, Michelle, that you're <laughs> not a fan. I, um, you know, I was looking, I typically don't drink beer that I can't see through. <laughs> it's, a dark, it's a dark one. It is, this yeah. is like. Definitely very malty. Anyways, it's the, not bad. The, I, I will continue to drink it. Okay. Um, it's delicious. For me, I'm I'm a terrible. You can't trust what I say about beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we'll stick to your opinion on animals that have hands. Yeah. Yes, please. Oh, I can leave the multi beers a and list I. of yes. the ones that you can't trust. <laughs> um, or or white claw. You know, I'm like I'm yeah. like a seltzer connoisseur. So, <laughs> oh, have you had San Juan seltzer? Yes. I just recently tried my first San Juan. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I tried the uh, like the rosé and a peach. Um, Rosé one. Oh, okay. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like San Juan. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. This is delicious. Well, thanks, Sierra Nevada. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I hear someone has a story for us this week. <gasps> yeah. Oh. If you care to share. Oh, I I do. I do care. I will share. This is kind of small now that I look at it. The print I offered to. Okay, look at. The, can you look at the size of my margins the, though? Yeah, my why are, goodness. Are your margin <laughs> six inch margins? Literally, a normal margin is what one inch. They're it's literally in two inch. inches in. <laughs> oh my land! You must have had to like customize that margin. Yeah, because that's not normal. That's not standard. The, the top and the bottom's got to be like an inch and a half. My goodness, woman! I know you attended college, and <laughs> I did. That is unacceptable. This is not APA format. <laughs> not APA I format. Asked her when I printed it, would you like me to make the font bigger? You know that she doesn't listen to that type of advice. No, I don't. Mm. I don't. This is size 11. Mm. Times New Roman. Interesting. I know the standard's size 12. 12. Thank you. At least she recognizes her shortcomings. I'm I'm a rebel. (laughs) What's that Tom Petty song? A rebel without a clue. Rebel without a cop. Well, I'm no. talking about, well, there's like Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a James Dean movie. Yeah. I don't think that's a Tom Petty song. <laughs> no, there is one where he says a rebel without a clue. Into the great wide open. Mm, okay. I don't know. You lost never... me. Yeah. You know, y'all are just. <laughs> Hope our listeners back me up here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Someone out there is like, I agree with you, Michelle. Right. Michelle, I got you. Michelle, I love Tom Petty. Okay. In February of 2013, guests at the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles complained to hotel staff about low water pressure and funny-tasting water. And an inspection of one of the rooftop water tanks on February 19, 2013, revealed the problem. There, staffers found the decomposing body of Elisa Lamb, a 21-year-old Vancouver student who had been touring the city alone and staying at the hotel before going missing for two weeks. Oh my god, I think I remember this happening. Do you remember? I think I remember this happening. Yeah, because it was when it happened. It was. It was big news. Big all news. All over the place. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited for you to get into this. Well, yeah. oh my God. Because not only is this story iconic, but this hotel is iconic. See, and that's what we are going to touch. We are going to talk about the story, but we're going to talk about the Cecil as a whole. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Yes. Oh, I'm so Thank excited. Um, the case of Elisa Lamb's mysterious death baffled hotel staff, investigators, and pretty much anyone who saw the infamous elevator surveillance clips that surfaced shortly after the discovery of Lamb's body. However, this isn't the first untimely death that occurred at the Cecil Hotel. In fact, the Cecil Hotel is well known for being the most haunted hotel in California. Oh, okay. Um, The Cecil was built in 1924 by William Banks Hanner. He spent $1 million on the 700-room hotel. That's huge. 700 rooms, wow. Yes. And he intended it to be a destination hotel for um, international businessmen and socialites. Um, However, just two years after the hotel opened, the world was thrown into the Great Depression and the Cecil gained a reputation as a meeting place for drug users, runaways, and criminals. In the 1930s alone, uh, the Cecil Hotel was home to at least six reported suicides. Oh, wow. 
Um, so I do want to stop here and kind of give a warning to our listeners. I'm going to be going over a few of the events that occurred at the Cecil Hotel, and most of these will briefly describe suicides and tragic deaths that occurred on premises, um, one of which who it does involve a child. Mm. So I just kind of want to give that trigger warning there. If this is something that is a tough subject, this might not be uh, the best story to sit in on. Mm, Yep. Thank you for doing that. Good trigger Mm -hmm. warning. Absolutely. So moving forward, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go over every incident that occurred. If we go over each one in detail, um, we would be here all night. Right. So on November 19th, 1931, uh, Manhattan Beach resident, W.K. Norton, 46, was found dead in his room after ingesting poison capsules. A week prior, he had checked into the Cecil under the name James Willies from Chicago. A fake name. A fake name. Interesting. Um, Norton's death appears to be the earliest known suicide at the hotel. In March 1937, Grace E. Magro fell from a ninth-story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires, which were wrapped around her body. Oh, jeez. Yes. Um, she later died at um, a now demolished hospital close by. Mm. Police were unable to determine whether her death was a result of an accident or suicide. In September 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell, 19, was sharing a room at the Cecil with her boyfriend, shoe salesman Ben Levine. Purcell, who had apparently been unaware that she was pregnant, went into labor. She later testified that she did not want to disrupt her um, sleeping boyfriend. So she, uh, while in labor, uh, 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 while in labor, excuse me, was it his sir, kid? You like wake the fuck up, all right? Oh right? my gosh, what a saint! Oh my god, women are. Mm, Beautiful people. Oh, well, well wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, she, she didn't want to disrupt him. She didn't want to disturb his sleep. So what she in went the into the bathroom where she gave birth to a baby boy. Thinking the baby was stillborn, she threw him out of oh, the window. Okay. Oh. Anyways. He landed on the roof of an adjacent building. Oh, um, my God. He wasn't stillborn, though? No. Oh. oh. And unfortunately, he did not survive the incident. Um, Purcell was charged with murder. And um, three three psychiatrists testified that she was mentally confused at the time of the incident. Mm. In January 1945, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Mm. What? Okay. Yeah. That's tough. Yes. Um, Um, I I would hope anyone not mentally disturbed would would decide to call someone, even if they thought that their child was stillborn. Like. Or wake up. And I know, you know, that was, let's see, when, what, is she that didn't know, 1944? Didn't well, 1944, though, you couldn't just go to, oh, you're right. You know, Safeway and pick up a pregnancy clear test. blue. Yeah. And, true, true. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm sure there's nuances of if you're not married and you're pregnant. Oh, right. And there's a lot of variables here. Right. During that. Yeah. During that time. Oh, and also she was 19 and her uh, boyfriend, shoe salesman, Ben Levine, was 38. Ooh. Oh. Okay. So yeah. So I wonder if there were some other factors there, too, to where. Yeah. There's some nuances here. Oh, right. That would complicate a pregnancy. Okay. Yes. Um, on October 12th, 1962, Pauline Auten, um, 27, jumped from the window of her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. He had left the room prior to her suicide. Auten landed on a pedestrian, (gasps) George Gianni, 65, killing them both instantly. Oh Oh my God. Um, as there were no witnesses, police initially thought that the two um, had jumped together. Oh. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Walking just, down the street. You're walking down the street. Minding your business. Minding your business. At least it was instant, so you didn't even have a chance to, like, figure out what had happened or what had, had already happened. happened. That's oh, right. the way you go. Oh, God. Did she That's not? horrible. Okay, no, I was going to say something bad. What? Like, look down and see pedestrians walking. 
Sure. Like, I mean, maybe, but also, moment, like, I don't know I'm what sure the mind states. You probably I, can't I, calculate in your brain how fast it's going to take you to fall either. Yeah. So I also maybe think that in that state of mind, people often don't think. They're not thinking about the people down below. About, or right, the people right. down below, the people who may discover. Oh, yeah. The remains, the, yeah. no. you know what I mean? They're They're not. Those aren't the things crossing their mind. Oh, right. That Speaking time. of this hotel staff has gone <gasps> through a lot. Oh my a lot. Um I I mean, it sounds like this all these things took place kind of over a good period of time. Mm-hmm. You know there's that one employee who's Who worked there through it all. They've been there through <laughs> it all from the first one. And they're they're not they're not leaving anytime soon. No, <laughs> no, no. no. They have an SOP for jumping out the window. They yeah. know how to deal with it. When right. Someone jumps out the window. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yes. Where was I at? Hold on. Oh, oh. So they, you know, police initially thought that the two had committed suicide together. Um, however, it was determined that since Mr. Gianni had his hands in his pockets at the time of his death and he was still wearing shoes, that it didn't make much sense that yeah. they would have jumped together. Then oh, wow. they probably That's... had no like connection to each other. So oh, yeah. right. I'm sure that wouldn't have made a lot of sense. Right. right. That's interesting that they noticed that. On December 20th, 1975, a still unidentified woman, approximately 23 years old, jumped from her 12th floor window onto the Cecil's second story roof. She had registered at the hotel on December 16th under the name Allison Lowell and was staying in room 327. On, oh, on September 1st, 1992, a man was found deceased in the alley behind the Cecil. Um, authorities believe the the deceased either fell from or jumped from the hotel's 15th floor. At the time of his death, um, he was 5 feet 9 inches tall and weighed about 185 pounds, wearing blue sweatpants, a black sweatshirt, um, over a gray t-shirt. The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office estimated the deceased age to be between 20 and 32 years old. His true identity has still never been established. Interesting. Is that that's two unidentified? Two who still are unidentified. Wow. The woman and I wish I would have put this. I don't know how I missed this, but I had read um, the woman who had stayed under Allison Lowell. Um, they had determined that that wasn't her true identity. Sure. So a lot of people were checking in and staying under under false names. False names. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I can understand family being estranged, but at the same time, like after 20, 30 years of not hearing from so-and-so. Right. And then so-and-so, you know, looking this way has been found dead. Like no one has come forward to claim them as family. Like right. that's kind of bizarre to me. Yes. That is mm. crazy. But I'm almost still thinking like, I mean, obviously the news was a lot different back then, right. but I'm yeah. thinking like even someone that I took a college class with, mm-hmm. I could still probably identify them if, if their face is on the news, so-and-so, right. we can't identify them. I don't right. know. But it's yeah, always crazy then, to me when someone can't be identified. They, you just have like sketches of the person or whatever yeah. it may be, like you know, right. the actual information. Yeah. yeah. I guess particularly after a suicide where they don't have like... Um, accurate photos of uh, what they looked like in life they're going through family albums instead of facebook instagram profiles right right. yeah Um, Yeah. i do want to say with jumping from a very high there is a very possible chance that um when police reconstructed perhaps what they would look like it wasn't wasn't even accurate accurate. yeah Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's like speculation from family members and friends of that they think it was so and so, but that the right. just truly can't even decide based on the photos. Anyhow, right. how how crazy! And oh, sorry, one more thing. None yeah. of these people left like suicide notes or anything for their family members. Or there anything. was another one um, that was really really gruesome, which mm-hmm. is why I didn't include it. He did leave numerous notes, really, see. Okay. Mm-hmm, all throughout. And then um, there was another one from a gunshot wound that did leave a note. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But I know sometimes, I know it's a very sensitive topic that we're mm-hmm. talking about, but, yes. you know, I, I don't, I'm not an expert. I don't know much, right. but I know sometimes people don't leave notes. Yeah. They just decide in that moment, you know, right. that this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean it sounds like yes. those people just yeah. truly didn't want to be identified by family at all. Yeah. So right. Didn't even want to leave a note. Right. Makes sense. Right. Mm. So. um, Okay. 
On uh, February 19th, 2013, the naked body of Elisa Lamb, 21-year-old Canadian student, was found inside of one of the water supply tanks on the hotel roof. She had gone missing almost three weeks earlier on January 31st, 2013. Her decomposing body was discovered by a maintenance worker um, in one of the rooftop water tanks after guests had complained about water tasting funny, low water pressure. Authorities later ruled Lamb's death as an accidental drowning. I remember that. I remember that. Which, also, anybody who's looked into it, um, even like the maintenance staff and everything, describe it, that to lift these tanks, to lift the lids off these tanks. Yeah. It's really heavy. Yeah. So for her to lift the lid open, get in there, it, and then close the when there's on no, top of herself, like latch or anything inside to then close it on top of herself. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it would set off any alarms. I mean, I'm sure they would have alarms on yeah. doors that lead for to at this least place. the rooftop door right yeah, yeah things like, or even just like access to these things there has to be alarms yeah That's how you know i don't even know though. and yes. i also heard that her clothes were found like neatly folded outside of the tanks right very weird i don't oh, know i did like not a know very that. weird circumstances in which she was found yes. in there mm-hmm. absolutely So uh, video surveillance footage um, taken from inside an elevator shortly before her disappearance showed her as acting strangely, pressing multiple elevator buttons, hiding in the corner of the elevator and waving her arm. And this caused widespread speculation about the cause of her death. After the elevator video was released, many theories arose about Lamb's death. Um, she was she was reported to have had bipolar disorder for which she was um, treating with medication and which some have claimed could have contributed to her death as well as her strange behavior in the elevator. Which my exposure to bipolar disorder is not, it's not like schizophrenic episodes. No. They're like depressive episodes. Or, or extremely manic, which right. I think trying to attribute it to a mental um, a mental disorder or a diagnosis, I think that that's honestly kind of a bullshit cop-out. Like, yeah, yeah. not wanting to really look into it further. Right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Which I think so many people do live with things like depression and bipolar disorder that, I don't know, to just pit strange behavior like this on mm-hmm. yes. something like bipolar disorder is totally a cop-out. Mm-hmm. Totally. Especially, like, I've seen the footage myself and – the way she's acting as if there's another person there. Oh, right. There's someone in the elevator with her or right outside, which we yeah. can only speculate. Who knows? I mm-hmm. do think, though, purely saying that, oh, she was she had... Experiencing a manic episode during oh, this right. time. Right. She had bipolar disorder and she was, you know, it was mm-hmm. perhaps a manic episode. I think that that yeah. is complete, just a complete fucking cop out. Totally. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And... Could have been any number of things. I think it could like, have been any number of things yeah. that caused it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that kind if of, that's the theory that we're sticking oh, with. Right. Uh, I don't know if you're going to dive into this, but I did recently read uh, an interesting Reddit thread where people are convinced that Elisa Lamb was doing the, um, I think it's called the elevator <gasps> game. What? So, I will hold on. Hold oh, on. Let's, okay. Let's I'm talk about this. Finish. Give me one second. Yeah, I don't let's know what talk this about is, this. So I'm excited. Um, after the elevator video was released, many theories arose about Lamb's death. She was, oh, I already read this. Rumors persist that she died as a result of playing the elevator game, a paranormal urban legend that claims to take a player to another dimension. Oh my goodness. So when I was trying to research this, I came across, it it was kind of confusing because I came across actual rules to like a like a kid's elevator game right so that's but i don't think that this is the you know let's go to another portal no elevator no i don't think so <laughs> what is your understanding okay so from what i read the elevator game there's a very consistent um numerical list of floors that you visit um, you do this alone in an elevator where you start on floor, gosh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, floor 13. You go down right. to floor number one. You go down to floor number four. Like, there's a consistent number, and then 
they say once you reach floor number five, if you do this correctly, once you reach floor number, I think it's five, a lady's going to get on the elevator with you and she has brown hair. Don't look at the lady. Don't make eye contact with her. This means you've been doing the ritual correctly. And then you proceed with the ritual and go to floor, I think it's 12 or 13. And once you get off the elevator at that floor, you're allegedly in another dimension. Um, do as you please, whatever, in this other dimension. There's going to be no one else there besides you in this other dimension. Um, and then once you're ready to go back to your own dimension, you do the ritual in reverse. Um, anyways, that's all I read about it. There's a very specific ritual in which the floors you visit, wow. you right. kind of initiate this. Um, there's, I don't know what the other woman is, what she represents, but apparently right. that's a frequent thing that happens in this ritual. Yes. You get up at floor 13 and, um, yeah, you're in another dimension, yeah. I guess. But you know, what do these people have against brunettes? Yeah, like, on. why can't she be blonde? <laughs> why can't she be a blonde? Yeah. Right. Or a redhead? Jeez. I will say, like, that's the one piece about this case that I have a hard time wrapping my head around. Like, surely I can understand that accidents happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe she found her way to the rooftop and something weird happened. Whatever. Right. I can probably wrap my head around that. But the footage of her in the elevator and she's pushing multiple floors, like, yes. getting in, getting out. That's the part I'm like. I don't understand what the reasonable purpose behind that would be. Right. You're either going to the lobby or you're going to your room. Like, right. What would she be doing in that elevator pushing the random floors other than like potentially doing something that she thought was like fun and facetious, like this elevator thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Can you imagine you're playing the elevator game and like a a blonde or a redhead walks in and you're like, you were supposed to be brunette, you know? (laughs) I was told incorrectly, so. They just look at you like, what is happening? Okay, can you imagine that? There has to be once upon a time, somewhere. Yeah. Kids playing a game. An innocent bystander has like walked onto an elevator as someone's playing the elevator game and the other person's over there just like, don't look at me, heathen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like just shook. Yeah, literally. Oh, my God. You I say read, good morning to them, and they're like, "I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. Don't you, don't you tempt me, temptress." <laughs> oh God. Okay. Oh, so moving on. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> In total, there have been at least sixteen deaths at the Cecil, resulting from non-natural causes as a result of suicide, accident, or murder. Um, in addition, the Cecil Hotel has been connected to um, uh, murders that occurred at other places and to serial killers. Elizabeth Short, a murder victim dubbed by the media. The Black Dahlia. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Do you know who that is? No. No. Are you going to explain it? I've, 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 well, here, hold I'll on. I'll Google okay. it. Hold on. Um, the was was found in the middle of an empty street, cut in half, with cuts on her oh face my God. from the corners of her mouth to her ears. Um, she was reportedly seen at the Cecil's bar in the days shortly before her murder in uh, January 1947. So don't go to this hotel. Right. Are they still operating? Yeah. Yes. Oh, still we gotta go. Very much operating. <laughs> still very, very much alive. We can go, but I'm not staying there. No, I no. won't either. Let's go. The Black Dahlia. That one is. It's. It's probably. It's gotta be like one of the most infamous unsolved murders. Unsolved murders. Which is it unsolved? I'm pretty sure it's one of those things where we know who did it, but like the police can't do anything about it. Right. Which is yes. Irritating. Right. Yeah. Right. Like the. Um. I can't remember his name, but there's a surgeon who was in LA at the time. I think he's since passed, but his son found all this memorabilia in his house of like pictures of Elizabeth short. And I think that he had alluded to the fact that he had murdered Elizabeth short. So Mm -hmm. his son has all this like weird circumstantial evidence that his father was the one who murdered Elizabeth short, but the police just can't do anything about it. Right. Mm. Yeah. Anyhow. So here it is, you know, Mm -hmm. years and years later. Tisk tisk. Um, the Cecil was also the reported residence for one Richard Ramirez in 1985. Ah! The Night Stalker Crichton. Oh my the goodness. Night Stalker. Do you know who he is? Crichton. Crichton. You know what? You know what we should do. We should have uh, our listeners like please vote if you would like to hear this. We should have you and I should just collaborate together. Yeah. 
do a list of serial killers. Yep. Um, infamous crimes. And then we just take an episode to educate. That would be Crichton. great. We absolutely should. It'll be like Crichton University. Yes. Um, yeah. I think Perfect. we should do that. I'll get my popcorn and <laughs> I'll just Amazing. sit here and listen. It sounds like a great episode. We actually should do that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll just be there with my Doritos mm. and... Okay. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Um, so the the idea of having like this haunted kind of like evil drawing you know physical place is really fascinating to me um there has to be some sort uh in my mind there has to be some sort of underlying cause that draws negative energy which maybe in turn causes unfortunate events to occur there mm, right um as i said earlier the cecil is now known as one of the as the most haunted hotel in california and paranormal investigators can be seen um actually on a it's premiering tonight mm. on discovery plus's oh. new streaming service okay um good plug there um discovery <laughs> plus please sponsor us at us thanks please um where you can even see in the preview they are um attempting to channel the spirit of Richard Ramirez within the hotel which oh, I don't know who yeah. the fuck would want to open I don't up want that can of worms to do with that oh stay on God. the other side Richard Ramirez yes oh god um today the Cecil hotel has been renamed as the stay on main hotel and hostel um and the current owners are working to renovate and revamp the building in an attempt to improve its reputation. Oh, no, baby. There is not enough sage in this world. Yeah, there's <laughs> truly not. There's nothing you knew about that, baby. No, I'm so sorry. With the name nothing changed, you knew about that, sweetheart. It's wow. Oh, an infamous good. case. So, yes. What are your guys' takes on the Do you think it's a play? Do you... I read two different I read two different things where it's kind of like people are rather divided about it online to where they're like, either this is a place that people go to commit heinous acts right. against themselves. Um, or it is a place that draws that out of people. <sighs> I have one of two theories. Okay. So I would love to get some statistics on like other buildings in the surrounding area of California. Like mm-hmm. if this is just the tallest hotel in California, right? maybe that just makes it an ideal place to do that right you know right um or the other theory of being that it's just horrendous coincidence mm-hmm. and then the third theory of course being that there's some really horrible evil energy here which i do believe right yeah um it kind of makes me think of um the gosh is it called the suicide forest in japan in japan yeah yes. where it's kind of like this in a fucked up way it's like this designated place for people to, to commit that act go and right Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so maybe it was like something that started mm-hmm. at the Cecil, and so people just felt like, well, it's already happening here. I'm gonna right. just, I'm gonna take the maybe. opportunity and use it, right? And, yeah. well, and unfortunately, I feel like, kind of in every area, there is a spot that's kind of well known for that having happened, right? Um, I know for a period in New York, the um Empire State Building, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in. Civic Northwest here, uh, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge right, was one right. for I forget about okay. that a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know there are kind of like and that's what you know yeah. There so I'd be interested to see if there's like are, if the Cecil's just like one of the tallest buildings in California and that's it why it's like it's consistently selected right or or what. But I mean. I mean, even still, it doesn't explain things like Elizabeth Short, Richard Ramirez, right. and um, mm-hmm. Elise, Elisa Lamb. Like, right. those things, I don't really have an answer for that. Those are right. just horrible coincidences, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What's your take? I think, like, maybe it was it was a place where people did, you know, feel like they were free to, you know, do illegal acts or whatever right. it may be. Right, right, And yeah. those maybe led to these terrible things happening to them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but also maybe just like by chance, by random, yeah. this is the place where a lot of these things have occurred. Right. Really yeah. Know. Yeah. And I think the Cecil's also like downtown LA, right? Yeah. So a lot of people are condensed in that area. Mm-hmm. So I think coincidences yeah, are probably not like out of the question in downtown LA where right. so many people are congregating. True. Right. Um, 
anyways, what's your take? It does have hotels mm. in the air. It does have one of the highest um, suicide rates amongst guests. Yeah. Right. So that's where I'm kind of like, mm, okay. And for, for uh, which something I want to say, Alyssa, it's, it's actually not uncommon for people to pass away. Um, at hotels, I'm not. I'm not saying in violent terms. No, but I'm but saying the, in general. Yeah, the three of us had all worked in hospitality, and I think at one point there was a there was a a death passing, on premises yeah. for every for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. For me specifically, two times. Two but, times, yeah. right? Yeah, right. but from natural causes. Right, natural causes, from, uh, from natural yeah. causes. So that's yeah. that was my point. It's really not that uncommon yeah. for um you know kind of these unfortunate things to occur. Um, however, I do think that there's something straight and perhaps more along the lines of that. This kind of is a designated place. Um, I know that there was a point in time where another, I wish I would have gotten his name. I wish I would have wrote down his name. There was another point, point in time where another serial killer was like briefly linked Mm. to the hotel or would frequent around that area and it was said that he was drawn to it because of Richard Ramirez. Oh, interesting. Because of his history with the hotel. So that's what I'm kind of wondering too if like people are drawn to it kind of like the suicide port in Japan that is kind of just that people have frequented it before and so they're drawn to it because that's where they they also want to commit those same acts. And then now... You know, kind of like present day or even, you know, within the last 10 to 20 years, I feel like it attracts a lot of people who are on this dark tourism thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Gosh, what a crazy story. Crazy hotel. Um, This hotel, though, it was, I don't know if anybody, I personally... I'm a huge AHS fan, but I personally didn't watch the hotel season. Oh, I don't like the hotel season. I didn't oh, like did it. Not do, I do the Cecil justice. I did a few episodes and I just couldn't get into it. But no. Um, Ryan Murphy reportedly based the Hotel Cortez off of the Cecil. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. he somehow snowballed it into Vampire Lady Gaga, which I'm like, right. Oh. And like included some things from H.H. Holmes in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know where he was going with that one, but I appreciate the thought, I suppose. Yeah. Anyways, we're once we figure out this whole strange like me on the road thing, we will go to the Cecil. Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Not staying the night, but no, I'm not staying the night, and I am not channeling Richard Ramirez. No, <laughs> no. What do I look like, some idiot? Right, not doing that. His stocking ass can stay elsewhere. Also, a side note: I had always thought that he was um, executed, and he wasn't. No, didn't he die of natural causes? He died of cancer while on death row. Oh, he did die of cancer. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I don't know. Depends on how you, like, perceive death. But he got off easy, if you ask me. Oh, right. (sighs) Right. Do you see that he has the new Netflix documentary? Yes, I have watched Docu-series. I haven't watched it yet. Oh. Have you? No. No. I need to sit down and just pay some good attention to it because I've heard it's really good. Yeah. He's really one that I haven't done too much research into and i always this is me being a stupid head but i always get him confused with um the other california serial killer the um i uh, i don't know his actual name well was it the i5 killer uh-uh. the golden state killer? golden state killer i always get him mixed up with the golden state killer but they were like what, like 10 years apart or so? Right. But still in the same California area, right. I suppose. Right. Yeah. So I haven't done much research on him specifically, Richard Ramirez, but mm-hmm. he was a freak. He would like call people. Yeah. He would make sure that they saw his face before mm-hmm. he acted on them. All kinds of weird shit. Well, I think something that was kind of, something that's kind of weird to me is that he didn't all, you know, he, of course, so Crichton, I don't know if you know his kind of yeah. MO, but he basically, he was called the night stalker. He'd break oh. into homes at night. Oh. And would terrorize, um, the people who lived there. Oh, so yeah, a lot of the time, but he didn't always have like his, his weapon of choice changed. 
Sometimes he used like yeah. a tire iron, but he sometimes he had a gun, a gun, yeah, or a knife, or yeah, it, things were really inconsistent. Um, except except for he he had a very weird thing about making his presence like known. Yeah, mm. yeah. He like I remember the I watched the first couple minutes of the first episode, and it was like he this woman was getting out of her car after she'd parked her car in the garage, and he banged on her trunk. So that she would turn and look at him, and then as soon as she looked at him and like recognized him, then she sh- he shot her. Right. Oh, so he God. was very like made sure that his victims like oh, God. saw him, made right. sure it was him, and then would attack. Like a you will know me type thing. Very like, weird. Very weird. Fucked up guy. Mm-hmm. Was he the one? Also, I don't want to say anything negative. <laughs> I don't want to say anything negative about perhaps uh, people of any religions, you know, I, I respect your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to group everyone together here. But was it, was the night star, the one who was big into Satanism? I think so. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember I, specifics about it, but right. I think so. I, I know that one of them was. It wasn't the Golden State Killer, so it must have been the Night Stalker. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Anyways. kind of helped contribute to the satanic panic. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> literally, Jesus Christ, come help us. Oh, man. We gotta wrap this up. Anyways, let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, that's the story of the uh, oh. Cecil. Wow. It's an iconic story. I'm very glad we covered this. Yes. Yeah. I really would like us to start covering more iconic stories. I feel like yeah. like me, I've been trying to stay away from them because I'm like, oh, they've been done before. Oh, but right. they're yeah, iconic like 100 for podcasts a reason, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like we've earned our stripes at this point. We yeah. totally have. Like, we're almost to our dirty 30. Like, we can yeah. start throwing in some iconic yeah. stories totally. here and there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm glad we all agree on this. Yeah. <sighs> all right, folks. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in for another Wormy Wednesday. <laughs> it's been especially Wormy this week. Yes, well, I'm, I'm, my name's Michelle this week, but... <laughs> oh! <laughs> right. Cut that out, Michelle. <laughs> I, totally, I was going along with it, too. I was like, yeah, I it's totally, a Wormy it, it, no, Wednesday. No, it's not a Wormy Wednesday. No, no, no. no that was, was last was, week. Last Damn week it. was a Wormy Wednesday. I know. I don't know when Worm's going to be back. I, I know that you favor her. <laughs> Michelle Monday. Worm coming back? <laughs> it, it could be like a Michelle Monday this week. Yeah, I don't know. yeah there we go. Ah, but right. On Wednesday. <laughs> okay, right. Well, anyways, thanks for joining us for a Michelle Wednesday. It yeah. doesn't really oh, roll my. off the tongue the same, but <laughs> now she's fucking bitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right, folks. We'll stay strange. Stay strange. Stay strange. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.